Greetings. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Mike Garrigan. Uh, this is the first in a series of 10 uh, episodes on the MikeGarrigan.com podcast uh, surrounding and focusing on my new album, Pillar of the Sun. And uh, Pillar of the Sun is an album that came out on November 6th, uh, 2012, and uh, it's currently available at my website, MikeGarrigan.com. So the the purpose of this series of podcasts is uh, to, well, one, to, to promote the album. Um, I'm not touring a lot, um, actually not really at all, but um, I get out and play some shows. But first of all, to, to sh- be able to share the record and talk talk about the record uh, via the internet is, is a great way to promote something. So uh, that's one purpose of this series. Um, so in, in being so... Um, what I'm going to do each week is play a song from from the record, and then talk about where it came from, uh, some of the production choices, and some of the meaning behind the song, at least as I see it. Um, in addition to that, uh, to make it interesting, I guess, uh, in addition to the songs from the album, I'm going to play some of the live recordings uh, from this year's shows. Uh, we recorded, um, I recorded six different shows in six different venues, and they're all very different. Each of them has some some really cool uh, performances, acoustic performances of songs from the last uh, three records I've done. So going into this um, podcast series, uh, there's some, I guess, a a couple things you should know. Um, Hopefully you're familiar with some of my work. Uh, Over the past uh, three years, I've put out three records, three albums, uh, one, uh, the first in this series came out in 2010. It was called Voyage of the Malamander. Uh, the second was called The Return of Spring. And the third one in this series, of course, is Pillar of the Sun. And each of them is different. And uh, Pillar of the Sun is a collection of outtakes um, from the first two records. And rather than just release uh, the mixes as they were, what I did was I went back and addressed uh, some of the, I guess, problems or things that prevented me from putting it on the record and actually dressed them up to be, uh, it's more of a rock record, actually. It's more upbeat. Uh, there's, there's fuller band arrangements. There's cymbals and drums and bass and electric guitars. So uh, they're quite different from what they originally were. Um, but being so, what I want to do first before playing the first song from Pillar of the Sun, I want to make sure... Uh, that you understand where where these records kind of come from and what they sound like. So I want to play a little bit of, um, yeah, I'm going to play a little bit from uh, Voyage of the Malamander. Here's uh, Obscure Momentum. Cartoon people, a holiday. So Voyage of the Malamander is a collection of songs uh, played on an acoustic guitar and supported with a bass guitar, mandolin, and a tom drum. It's a very sparse record. Um, It gets a little creepy at times. It's a little murky, but uh, that's how it came out. And um, so that's one variety of sound that that I've done over the past three years. Uh, The second record, The Return of Spring, is quite different. Uh, It's much more upbeat. It's bouncy. It's uh, positive. Um, the record is about newness and new things. Um, it tends to be very sparse. There, there's very little symbols. Um, I tried to stay away from using an electric guitar and keep things very simple. Uh, so here, here's a track. This one's called Static. 
So from the beginning, like those two records are very, very different. And then enter this third record, Pillar of the Sun. Um, it sounds more traditional uh, in terms of, of what I've done in the past. Uh, I would compare it most closely to something like The Promise of Summer, if you've heard some of my earlier work. Uh, but anyway, what I want to do now is um, get into to playing a full track from Pillar of the Sun. This song is called Come Alive.
Okay, so um, that was Come Alive, and that's from Pillar of the Sun. Uh, all, all these records I'm talking about today are also available uh, at MikeGarrigan.com. Um, but anyway, uh, another purpose of this podcast series, I mentioned one, was to obviously promote the record, but also to um, uh, just provide information on, on how music is put together, at least from my experience. I've been making records for a long time, and uh, I like making them. Uh, but I'm going to talk about you know where these songs come from, uh, production choices that uh, that I made uh, for this record and also the meaning behind the song. So if you're interested, if you're somebody who's interested in writing songs and producing songs, uh, um, this could be uh, a series that, that you would like to hear, perhaps. Um, but anyway, I'm going to be sharing uh, my experience with with all that, too. So um, getting into to this song uh, specifically, Come Alive uh, was written in the fall of 2007, um, and this was right before uh, I began building uh, what would become Two Egrets Media and Recording, my studio. Um, so this was sort of the last session I did, um, writing session before becoming a construction person for a year. Um, and this was after initial sessions began for the album that became The Return of Spring. Um, I wanted to write some songs that kind of it expanded some of the ideas that I wanted to explore in The Return of Spring, and namely the idea of newness and, and new things, and so the idea of coming alive or rebirth uh, is what the song is obviously about. Um, so uh, the studio got built, and, and that took a year, and I uh, did a lot of different writing, but in, the, in January of 2009, uh, this was a year and a half later, I decided to start recording The Return of Spring, and, and this session had seven songs that were recorded. Um, those songs included Static, which we heard, um, a song called Everything is New, which was written around the same time as Come Alive, um, Two Shadows and Hey Angel. And in, in that session, uh, I had a guy named Dale Baker come in, a drummer, and he performed some amazing stuff. And um, the, the problem with uh, that session, though, was that all the drum sounds were the same, and they were very small sounds, and I wanted something that was much bigger for this song, and um, perhaps it was production naivete or just uh, wishful thinking. I thought that just simply adding some reverb or uh, some extra drum sounds would, would make it bigger, but it just it didn't translate the way I wanted to, so uh, this song was completed but put on hold. I wanted it to be on the return of spring, but it didn't have um, the right sound. Uh, so it was left off. And another issue that I found when trying to sequence The Return of Spring is that this song, for me, only worked as uh, a first song. And um, Static seemed to be a more interesting first song, so there really wasn't a place for me to put it either. So um, anyway, I got kind of stuck there with, with that. So what happened next was uh, I recorded Voyage of the Malamander, and that record came out in 2010. Um, I put Come Alive on hold and put out The Return of Spring. And then right after uh, Spring was finished, um, it became possible for me to re-record the drums for Come Alive. And what I thought I was going to do was just go record them in a bigger room in a different studio. Uh, but what happened was um, some software came out that allowed for uh, a performance of a given drum take to take on a bigger sound, and um, a company called Native Instruments put out uh, some really great drum software, and I was able to take a performance. I, I kind of tore apart the performance that was there already, 
and um, changed it a little bit, changed it a lot actually, and came up with uh, what's on the record now. So um, we redid the drums in the fall of 2011, and that's kind of where I got the idea, hey, you know what, I can take a lot of these songs that were left over and um, just sort of redress them into a new record. So that's where Pillar of the Sun came from. Uh, It came from just redressing the drums really on this first song and then realizing that um, they can be done on on all the songs that were left off. So, um, you know, talking about the first songs on records, um, let's get into uh, a live performance. I want to feature a song called um, Obscure Momentum, and this was recorded at a a kind of a house concert I did at Lake Wiley, South Carolina, uh, one night, and I just set up, and there were about uh, 40 people sitting out just enjoying the show. Um, It was a good night. This song is called Obscure Momentum, and this is an acoustic version of the song from Voyage of the Malamander. Myself in front front of it. Um, Wasn't as funny as I guess I thought it was, but... Cartoon people, a holiday parole. I got my hand in the ocean, just waiting on a storm obscure. Momentum running out. In this road. winding down There's a bat in the belfry An echo on the wall Of eager duality Exposed for what it's worth Obscure Momentum running out This road is winding down
flowers on the lighthouse, shelter from the rain. I got a, a chemical reaction just just haunting me again, obscure. Momentum running out in this road. Winding down yeah, yeah. This road Is winding down yeah. Thank you You know the production choices Um that I think we all make when we make records. Um, those choices are the, at the heart and soul of how a record is perceived. That's been my experience. And on, on Malamander, I chose um, a performance production where, you know, the soundstage was, was a stripped back set of instruments, acoustic guitar, mandolin, um, tom drum and bass. And, you know, on the return of spring, I mentioned this before, things were very minimalist and it was a simple production approach and I chose to use um you know like very limited crash cymbals and less electric guitars than usual. And on Pillar of the Sun, I chose a more traditional rock production, uh one with standard drums, bass guitars and vocals. And I think that really does affect the impact of an album and um What's interesting to me to listen to you know, a song like Obscure Momentum in its acoustic form is, you know, it could have taken the form that I used on Spring, and it could have been uh, what I did on Pillar of the Sun, but it is what it is. So in the acoustic form, these songs sort of just exist as they are, and it's an interesting way for me to to share them. Um, <clears throat> Production-wise, for Come Alive... Um, you know, it has this rock approach. We used uh, native instruments, drums, this big stadium kit that sounds really big. Um, traditional bass guitar, traditional acoustic. Uh, the electric guitars go through a Leslie cabinet. Um, there's some special effects here and there, you know. Um, but by and large, you know, it's a traditional production. And um, for me, um, this seemed like the right way to present the song. So I really couldn't find a, a place for it on pillar of the sun other than the first track and um it, it did compete with static uh for for the return of spring first spot but it just this seemed to be the right song i, I tried a, a sequence of pillar of the sun with the song shine on first and it felt like the album was done at the end so there was really no place for me to put this song other than first at least if from from my ears uh what i want to do now is play uh a live version of Static, and, and Static appeared on uh, my live album, uh, Live at the Evening Muse. At that show, I played it on a mandolin, and in recent days, I've been using just an acoustic guitar for to keep it streamlined and simple. Um, so anyway, it's a different version, uh, and this song comes from a show at, um, I think this was from the Broad Street Cafe in Durham, um, the night before I played uh, at Lake Wiley. So uh, let's check out that track. This is Static. Once again, my name is Mike Garrigan. Thank you for being here. Um, hope you're all enjoying yourselves. I know I am. I love doing this. So uh, here's the song. 
Before static there was memory Before memory came rain Before rain there was the ocean For the ocean there was pain Before pain there was the devil For the devil there was God Before God there was static It goes on and on and on But I I I just want to fall in love After static there was reason After reason then came noise After noise there was a season A springtime for the boys And the boys they found the ladies And the ladies loved their man And they all created static Again and again Fills with treason as it rains on the parade I hear reason after reason But my life just fades away I will walk around in circles Tread the earth till I am found Eat the static with a smile Cause it never makes a sound I just want to fall in love I, I, I just want to fall in love Thank you. That was a pretty cool show. It was um, I was I was playing it for a, for a dinner crowd, so it sounded like there were a lot of people there, and there's some golf clapping at the end. But it was actually a really good show. It was well attended and uh, well received. So uh, that was one of my favorites from the run uh, that I did. Um, the song meanings. Um, I want to get into some of the song meanings. And uh, when when I talk about what inspires a song or what makes a song. I want to be clear. This is just my interpretation and, you know, the songs take on a meaning of their own uh, when, when someone listens to it. And that's something I'm going to explore in some of the later episodes. But uh, for me, there's also sort of an architecture to, to songwriting. Um, when I put an image or a line in a song, it always has a specific purpose and meaning. So uh, in terms of come alive, um, this is a song, as I mentioned before, it, it was growing out of the, the idea of writing about newness. And and I had the idea to write a song um, based on sort of myself looking at different parts of my life. And um, the song has three verses and three parts. So the first verse I, I, I wrote as being myself as an older man, talking to myself as a younger man, as a child. And um that's where the line, what if you could travel backwards in your sleep comes from. And the idea is, is looking at one's life from sort of an objective out of time perspective. And, and the second verse is, is talking to myself, um, 
thinking about how the reality of living happily ever after in life is, is quite different from, from what it actually is. And, you know, I'm in a good place in my life right now, but um, there was a time when I thought that life would be different by the time I'm in my late 30s. But um, anyway, just kind of looking at the reality of one's choices in life. And, and then the final verse, um, it's sort of about playing the, the hand you're dealt in life. Uh, but all of those images go together to to form this sort of idea of rebirth that you can kind of start your day over at any time and uh, just enjoy enjoy the day. But uh, it's a little vague, I know, but um, that's kind of what the song means. It, it has very positive chords, major chords. Uh, there's a couple minor moments in the, in the song, but um, yeah, it's a very positive song. And it could have been on Return of Spring, but it chose to be on Pillar of the Sun. So... Um, anyway, this week we've looked at a couple things. Uh, really, the first three songs on on Voyage of the Malamander, uh, the Return of Spring, and Pillar of the Sun, and just talked about the rationale for uh, you know why the songs were chosen. Why I guess why Come Alive was left off of of, of Return of Spring, and some of the different nuances of production choices and, and meanings behind songs. So. Uh, we're coming to an end here, and these podcasts will be roughly about a half hour in length. So what I'd like to propose, if you're out there listening and you enjoyed this, uh, I'd like to ask you to, to write in to me at uh, com. There's a Contact Me button. Uh, if you have any questions for me, comments, concerns, uh, whatever, just I'd like to hear from you and uh, like to answer your questions about my material. Um, next week we're going to to get into the song Seminole Train, the second track, and uh, rather than do some all live recordings. We're going to look at, uh, listen to some of the demos uh, for that. There was an interesting demo process that happened for that song in particular, uh, that an idea for a project that was abandoned. Um, but it was kind of cool, and maybe it'll resurface later. But anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, this is Mike Garrigan, and uh, I am Mike Garrigan, and this is the podcast from MikeGarrigan.com. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Mm-hmm.